What's going on, everybody? It is Tuesday, February 15th, 5.51 p.m. Had a great day at the office, no complaints. Uh, It's good to be here, man. It's good to be here. I had a fantastic conversation with my wife over the weekend because, you know, I I struggle with the sobriety thing. Um, I, I know it causes me not to meet my potential. I know it causes me to make poor decisions. Uh, It's put me in some real stressful situations, driving around with drugs in your car or having to deal with, (laughs) deal with drug dealers like my neighbor. My neighbor deals pot. And I went over there one day, I was stoned. And I said, hey man, are you slinging weed? Because I I figured he was dealing drugs, right? People coming in and out all the time. He's like, oh, it might be. I said, yo, can you hook me up with an eighth? He's like, yeah, sure. So I go over, get my wallet, grab my cash, come back over. And, you know, like I said, I was already kind of stoned. I'd had an edible, um, some oil that I had made. And so, I, you know, we do the whole palm thing, right? Like he sticks out his palm and I got my palm. And you do the whole like little swaparuski. He gives me the weed. I give him the cash. And I turn around and walk away and he goes, yo. And I'm like, I turn around. I'm like, what? He goes, bro. And it's a $1 bill. I fucked up. I pulled out a one instead of a 20. And I was like, oh, my bad, man. Let me just run over. I'm so sorry, dude. I'll just run over and grab it. He's like, I'll take that back. And I'm like, okay. You know, in my head, I'm thinking, of course, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to say no to you when you ask for your dope back. But I'm also your fucking neighbor. So, like, what do you, what, you think I'm going to run away on 20 bucks worth of weed and then ruin the next however many years we're going to live together? We both bought these houses, like, at the exact same time. Both moved in. He's this huge, wicked, wicked fat fuck. You know, sorry about that if you're a fat fuck, but he's a wicked fat fuck. He's a deadbeat, all right? Like, this kid, I'm not impressed by his work ethic, not impressed with how he treats his animals, not impressed with how he treats his girlfriend, not impressed with how he treats his dad. And anyway, so, and I get all wrinkled, man. I'm bent out of shape about that. Like, I got put in a position where somebody somebody had power over me. Like, somebody had uh, some pull over me. Somebody got to make a, a, somebody judged me, and somebody felt superior to me, and I, it tasted nasty, man, it tasted real, real nasty, Um, but so anyway, I had a cool conversation with the wife over the weekend, my parents are both sober, Um, even though my father, growing up, you know, he had smoked more weed than anybody else in town, and it's a good lifestyle for them, like, it works, my dad's a party animal, you know, he's a high-octane, high-driven guy, like, he's adrenaline junkie, and in many ways, that's me also. My mom, a little more level-headed, grew up in the church. I'm sure she drank a little beer in college, but nothing too crazy. You know, she's a good girl, quote-unquote. And so I, I, it would be cool. Like, maybe maybe that's the right decision for us. My, my wife has depression. She's gotten off her medication. Nobody who has extreme clinical depression. I mean, she got on those meds when she was 11. Nobody who has extreme depression should be drinking alcohol. But her big thing was, well, you know, when I meet up with my girlfriends, like when we go down to Virginia you know, we're going to go to the winery, right? Like, we, we want to go out, have a few drinks. Like, it's a social it's a, it's a social thing for her. She's very, very responsible. Uh, it doesn't turn into, like, oh, I had one glass of wine, and now I'm going to keep on drinking. And so I resisted that for a long time, that concept of only doing it socially, because what happened was I was going out of my way to hang out with deadbeats. I was going out of my way to hang out with losers who maybe I had one or two things in common with. Uh, great example be my, uh, I'm just going to say his name, my buddy Adam. Both love hunting, both love fishing, got to do that. 
Uh, but he was a wicked, wicked stoner. He's been growing weed, growing weed his whole life, dealing weed his whole life. And there were times I would spend, I would go and hang out with him, mostly because I knew I was going to get really fucked up on some really good weed. And I put up with a lot of shit from him. He was always late. He, uh, he couldn't commit. Uh, he... He was just a loser, right? Like, didn't have gas in his car. I took a day off to go turkey hunting with him. I get there, his, his gas tank's on empty, so we're sitting across from the gas station. Opening day of turkey season, I called in sick to work, and we're just sitting here twiddling our thumbs, right? Like, and I knew better. Like, that kind of stuff happens all the time with this kid, but I would always make exceptions because of the, well, we'll get stoned. And over the weekend, I almost went and hung out with a buddy who I just recently learned takes edibles, and one of the primary reasons I was going to go over there was just to take the edible. Not really because I wanted to hang out with him or his wacko, wackadoodle wife and kid. It had nothing to do with that. I was just like, oh, cool. I kind of feel like getting stoned. Maybe I should go up there. But the thing is, I didn't. And I'm in a, I do feel like I'm in a better place now in terms of my ability to separate the winners from the losers. All right, The people I have respect for and the people who I don't have respect for. Uh, my mindset, my mentality, like I'm going somewhere. I am going somewhere. And I had made that decision before I had quit smoking weed that I was going somewhere. And I started to recognize that time is the most valuable resource available. So anyway, for my wife to say the the whole like, well, when I'm social, when I'm around people, I mean, that's, 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 that's every stoner's dream, I feel like, or at least the people who struggle with it. Um, we heard it with uh, with Daria, you know, same thing from her. Uh, like, hey, I just want to have control. I want to be able to, if somebody smokes a J, I want to do it with them. And here's the thing. It's because weed is is cool in some ways. Like, if you go without smoking weed, so here's one thing for people who don't know. If you go without smoking weed for a long time, and then you get stoned, the effects are much different. It's much more of a of a hallucinogen or a psychedelic experience than it is for somebody who smokes regularly. Um the kind of epiphanies, breakthroughs, the stuff going on in your head, radically different. And so that would be cool, right? But the problem is, are you strong enough to not hang out with the deadbeats? Because, you know, not not all winners are using drugs at the end of the day, right? In fact, most winners, I would argue, don't use drugs. You have a few celebrities like Joe Rogan, right? That guy sucks me into it. I'm like, well, Joe smokes weed, so I can smoke weed. He's successful, so I can be... It's like, well, you know what, man? Like, we got two different types of genetics here going on. Um, and his journey is not my journey. His job is not my job. Uh, his wife is not my wife. I mean, his life is not my life. So do you have the stones to hold your ground and to, you know, run with the run with the wolves instead of flying with the crows? Okay, my wrestling coach, I had a famous Hall of Fame wrestling coach. Uh, only had him for two years, but he was a legend, old guy. And he's the one who, who taught me that saying. He's like, if you fly with the crows you become a crow. Um, <laughs> so the thing is, that time that the other day when I smoked, I didn't even get high. I also feel like that helped a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to go for it. This is going to be my new thing. And I, I don't, I don't want to undermine anybody, but I mean, this is me. This is raw, right? Like Jonah, which isn't really my name, right? But like, you're just getting me. You're getting to know me and I'm just trying to educate people. And I, and, and I say educate and what, one of the wonderful, amazing things that just happened to me is I I got another email from a listener. Quitting, Mar- quitting marijuana podcast at gmail.com. It's just something I made, um, hoping to get some inspiration from folks. 
And Melanie, Melanie from New Zealand, social worker, doesn't have a lot of experience with dope, but she is trying to help people through addictions. And it's educational. And I'm like, gosh, I used to talk about weed all the time. I used to try to explain to people who, who don't really get it, like young kids who might be smoking some dope and, you know, they're like, man, should I really be doing this? And they're the, they're the ones listening. Those were who I, those are the people I was speaking to or the people who are trying to help their family through something. Like I was speaking to those people as well. Uh, the hardcore stoners, for the most part, pretty much know this stuff. But I want to share this experience with you. Her, her email kind of really jogged my brain. You want to talk about withdrawal symptoms? The dreams, the dreams. So if you're a heavy smoker, I've talked about this in the past, uh, it throws off your sleep cycle. You don't get into the same sleep phases. And that, once you stop smoking, you get into that deep sleep. And and this happens with alcohol too. You may not know this, but for a true alcoholic, somebody who is chemically addicted, like if they stop, you know, they're having seizures, they're vomiting, they will lose so much sleep that they will start to have waking hallucinations. Like that's where some of that paranoia comes in because their mind will start dreaming even though they're awake. They're desperate. They're desperate for that sleep. And so anyway, I'm I'm cleaning up. Like I'm a very trim guy. I don't have a lot of body fat. THC is fat soluble. And so for me, when I go a whole week without smoking, uh, it's, it's, it's leaving my system. I mean, you hear these stories. I used to have friends who would, um, like, they would go out and do the mile run in gym class. And apparently after that mile run, they would be stoned off their ass. <laughs> like, like full-on red-eye. And I don't think, there's one time I can think of when I thought to myself after a workout, I was like, damn, I, I feel like I might be a little high right now. Um, and sure enough, it was a time when I was smoking really, really heavily. Um but for the most part, that hasn't happened to me because I'm a very trim trim guy. But the dreams have been tearing me up, you guys. Oh, man, they came in with a vengeance. It's not quick. Like, listen, it takes like three, four days. And then once they start coming on, oh, whoa, you got one dream. And you're like, man, that was pretty intense. Oh, another dream. Dang, that was really intense. And I've been grateful. It's not new to me because this isn't the first time I've tried to quit. Um, I've been grateful that for the most part, they haven't been all nightmares. Like I had a couple regular dreams. I had one that was like borderline wet dream. I mean, I'm talking, this was a really, really nice dream. If I had a dream like that every night, I'd be a happy dude. But I did have two nightmares. And then last night I had a really, really bad nightmare. Um, everybody was chasing me. Everybody was trying to kill me. I got shot multiple times. I died multiple times, came back. The scenario repeated itself in different ways. Um, it was ugly. It was it was really, really shitty, and it was very, very real. And for somebody who is trying to quit for the first time, if you're not prepared for that, uh, it would probably freak you the fuck out. <laughs> um, just just heads up, heads up, man. Like it, it, everything has a price. You know, you're going through this this pleasure. Um, there's a cost. There's a cost associated with it. So I I don't really know when that's going to wean off. I anticipate it slowing down probably over the next week and then uh, I'm going to be on vacation I'm going to go down to North Carolina really hoping that week um, I don't have anything too traumatic happening but there's a little there's a little weedcation for you weed, weed education I guess that didn't really make any sense at all it didn't sound that cool but um, 
the dreams. The dreams will get you. And let's go ahead and transition, you guys. I had a really cool quote uh, from Mark Twain. And, of course, my computer totally crapped the bed on me here. But um, I got her back. Mark Twain, a man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. And uh, if we keep going with that, there's nothing more satisfying than that sense of being completely at home in your own skin. When you achieve that as a natural state of being, then you can finally look beyond yourself and contribute all your talents to the world. Um, But the big takeaway there, a man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. And our Bible verse of the day, Mark chapter 18, verse 9. I'm up in the 20s, but I don't know if they're verses that would make a lot of sense without explaining them. So, uh, chapter 18, verse 9. If your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out and throw it from you. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and to be cast into the fiery hell. Uh, so you guys, we're all in this together. Really, Melanie, thank you so much for sending that in. That was just the kick in the ass I needed. You know, you start to flag and your job, I'm sure you know what support and encouragement means to people. I really appreciate that. Uh, thank you for what you do because I know you don't get paid enough. Uh, social worker, that, that job is, is a thankless job where you get overworked. And the fact that you're spending your free time trying to educate yourself on these topics, uh, man, my hat goes off to you. So remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.